Joining us now, and we're a bit late for him, and I apologize, is an old, dear friend of mine. He's the guy who taught me an awful lot about baseball in his days as director of research you didn't and do a, statistics. You didn't do a good enough job, well, Eddie. <laughs> all right. It's Eddie Epstein. Eddie, how are you? My thanks, Dan. Funny, funny, Craig. How are you, pal? I'm all right. Good. Uh, sad news, middle of the week this week. I don't know if you were up to speed on the fact that Frank was sick, whether you knew it or not, but... Uh, your immediate reaction when you heard that he had passed? Well, I, I did know that he was ill. In fact, in my blog, I posted, uh, tried to send him good thoughts, good wishes the yep. week before he passed away. And then, weirdly, the day he died, I uh, my blog is mainly about cars, but the day he died, I posted a picture of the entire 1989 Why Not team, you know, uh, players and staff, and once again talked about Frank and then heard the news uh, obviously very saddened. Um, Frank Robinson was my favorite player growing up in Baltimore. I had a poster of him, you know, on the basement wall. And every once in a while, you might be fortunate, and your real life can exceed your dreams, because I later got to work with Frank Robinson, of course, with the Orioles, and he and I had a, a great relationship. Um, if I may relate a little story along those lines, something I wrote in the blog. Um, one day I was walking by his office, and I just stuck my head in, to say hello, and I noticed a cap on his desk, a cap which I had never seen before, and the cap had the letters CR on it. So I asked Frank, Cedar Rapids? He said, no, Colorado Rockies. So I asked him, I go, are you going somewhere? He says, no, but if I do, I'm taking you with me. Oh, and you cannot imagine how that made me feel. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, you were you were one of the smartest guys in any room back in those days, and I'm wondering... And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, other than the fact I know you knew Frank very well and you worked with him, is you're the only person I really know to talk to about what that adjustment for him was like because he was like the rookie coming into the front office with Roland and Doug Melvin already there, but Larry Lucchino gave him a a meaningful position. Uh, Did he find it hard to fit in, or what was he like in those days? Uh, Frank was actually very easy to work with, but he was never afraid to express his opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he also saw the role with the Orioles as training for perhaps becoming a general manager or maybe becoming an owner down the road, which I think were his um, eventual goals, which unfortunately for him he was not able to achieve. But uh, again, I mean, you know, he was Frank Robinson, so he had his bona fides gave him credibility. So if he um, had, you know, he, he was obviously a major player, had input into all the decisions that were made um, on the team. You know, he, he, he and Doug and Roland were the three top decision makers. Larry, of course, oversaw all of that. But, um, you know, he was, he was a major player from day one. Let me ask you this. When, when he came here after seniors fired six games into the 88 season, mm-hmm. And we know that that goes 0-21 before they win the game in, in Chicago against the White Sox. I always remember Frank saying, along about 14, 15 into it, he goes, he says, damn, they fired senior after six games. I probably <laughs> wonder how long I'll last. But then he, hey, we, then we, he turns we were around. We all worried. And, that was my first year with the Orioles. Yeah, yeah but then he you turns know, around. He turns my career is going to last four months, and I'm going to get fired. You know? <laughs> he turns around, and, you know, 89 turns out to be one of the great years. He's manager of the year. Uh, and such excitement for Oriole fans after such a 
tragic season in terms of wins and losses. Uh, but just the fact that, you know, I, I think the safe – and I've, I've noticed this, and I've covered him twice now as a manager. I think it's safe to say that no matter what kind of teams they were – and the record certainly doesn't bear out that Frank was a great manager – by God, guys played for him, and he got the yes. most out of their talent. Yes, without question. Uh, you know, Frank was an aggressive player, and I think Frank tried to get his players players to play aggressively as well. You know, he, he didn't want them giving up any plate appearance, any opportunity. Um, and it can be hard in this long slog of a 162-game season to put your best effort forward every single inning of every single game, but that's what he tried to get them to do. We're talking with Eddie Epstein, who worked for the Baltimore Orioles for a number of seasons. He was uh, at the last uh, day that he worked for them, director of research and statistics. Uh, Eddie, I wanted to ask you, when you have a, and I'm not talking about a talented baseball player, but when you have a smart baseball man, which Frank was, do, do his, does his knowledge jibe with the analytics in other words, do you find that that was the case? Unlike most people of Frank's baseball generation, right. he actually had an open mind in applying statistics to baseball. I know he made some comments while he was manager of the Nationals that would refute what I just said. Yes, he did. <laughs> but he was very, he was very open-minded. Um, he, well, I, one of the things I used to do was prepare – before every homestand and before every road trip, let's prepare a, a left-right tendency of the opposing team, their batters and pitchers. And I, uh, I don't want to get into another story, but all I can tell you is Frank told me it, it, it helped the team win games because he was willing to use the data, willing to use the information. Well, I'll tell you what, here's a great story. Uh, Nationals make their first playoff appearance and win the division in, in 2012. And that's a year that Mike Trout has a really good year, but it's also the year that Miguel Cabrera won the Triple Crown. Mm -hmm. So Frank comes back in the playoff series against the Cardinals, Game 3 at Nats Park, to throw out the first pitch. He meets with the media upstairs in the press box, and everybody was asking him about why Mike Trout should be the MVP this year. Mm Mm-hmm. And as opposed to Cabrera, who won the Triple Crown, and, and and Frank basically says, "Well, why why isn't you know Miguel Cabrera winning the Triple Crown? I mean, why isn't he the MVP? He won the Triple Crown." And somebody said, "But Frank says, look at look at all you have to do is look at uh, Trout's WAR number." And he says, right. and, "And Frank says, WAR? What the hell is WAR?" <laughs> And he says, you you cannot deny a guy the MVP who just accomplished the hardest thing there is to do in baseball. <laughs> so maybe maybe Frank went more on the eye test, Eddie, than he did on the analytics. I don't know. Well, well, like I said, um, I, I know what he said later, but I also know working with him day to day, he did respect the things that I was doing, and he did use them. Well, it's no question. It was fascinating this past year, Eddie, and I know you're not following baseball the way you did at one point in your life, but it was very interesting to hear Zach Britton when he was traded to the Yankees about a month after talk about how the analytics that the Yankees presented him were very helpful. And then Kevin Gaussman and Brad Brock in Atlanta said the same things. Uh, Clearly, the work you did 
back in the late 80s and into the 90s, all through the 90s, it's much more accepted today. And and I would say that that smart baseball people feel the analytics are crucial, a crucial component to putting together a winning strategy. Thanks, but I would also say, Stan, that the revolution apparently has begun to eat some of its leaders, and mm-hmm. we'll leave it at that. All right. So. Well, anyway. Especially from a scouting department standpoint. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah. Eddie, uh, before we uh, let you go, and we've got Bill Latson who covered um, uh, Frank in Montreal and in Washington, uh, Sig Meidel. Uh, do you know Sig at all, or do you know of him? Uh, I, I know of him. I, I I don't know him though. Okay, okay, because clearly uh, he was he was one of the the more over the last ten years more of the leading proponents of of analytical approach to research. Eddie, let me ask you this real quick, and that's you know what, what you were saying about what you prepared for Frank. You know, Frank also worked on the bench for Earl Weaver too. For, for a little bit of a time. And, you know, I've often heard Frank say that with Earl's ability to use the index cards and things of that nature, he was one of the first kind of early revolutionaries, if you will, as far as the statistics and maybe analytics, but only in a, in a, in a very, small, very way. small way. But I, I think it's safe to say then with what you're saying is that Frank took a lot of that too from Earl because I've heard Frank say that he learned a lot watching Earl prepare for games? Oh, no question. In fact, I remember one time I had a conversation with Earl Weaver in the dugout in 1985 when we were discussing players, and I talked about this baseball simulation I had written that could play an entire season in two minutes or whatever. And at first, you know, he was a little bit uh, sarcastic, but then when I started to tell him some of the results, he seemed very interested. Like, wow, that's, you know, I didn't know that. That's very interesting. I think Earl's a really smart person understands they never know it all. Remember Earl's yep, book, it's what right. you learn after, after you, know you know it all that counts. Yep. And really intelligent people know that they have to always try to keep learning. Eddie Epstein, Eddie Epstein, great to talk to you again. Maybe we can reach out to you again sometime, hopefully for not uh, such sad reasons. All right? Thanks a lot, guys. Give my love to Vicky. All right? Thank you. All right, there's Eddie Epstein, Director of Research and Statistics for the Baltimore Orioles.